Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Today we get to meet top real estate agent Max Rabin with TTR Sotheby's International Realty. It's so nice to meet you, Max. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so just to get kind of get things started, let's hear a little bit more about you. How long have you been in the real estate industry? I've been in the business about 20 years. I started in 2000. Um, I started off working same company. It was a different company back then before we had the Sotheby's branding affiliation, but it's been this, you know, the same core group for a really long time. And um, I've just really enjoyed working with everyone. It's like, you know, it's like working with a family in a lot of ways. So, yeah. So what really got you into real estate? Um, it was more of a little happenstance. Um, I grew up playing music and doing art in DC here. And um, I went to music school. I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And when I got out of school, I moved back home here to DC. I was just living in my parents' basement, the usual. And um, Jonathan Taylor, who uh, is one of the founders of my company, he uh, ran into my mom one day. Um, they were friends. And he said, oh, what's Max doing? And my mom was like, nothing. And he was like, tell Max to get a real estate license. You know, we can make some money. So I literally did that. I went and got a real estate license. And I started working as an assistant and, you know, learning how to keep files, learning mm -hmm. how to have better phone conversations. Because, you know, back then everything was done on the phone or in person. And there was very little email at that point. Mm -hmm. um, fax machines, all that. <laughs> And, um, you know, it evolved from there. So that's how I started. What, uh, what instrument did you play? I played guitar. Oh. So I was a jazz guitarist in college. And then more recently, I started playing again more recently, more seriously, and got into country western, which is totally random. Growing up in D.C., <laughs> playing R&B, funk, and jazz, and then playing country western is kind of a little out of place. But yeah, um, it, I, it's a great guitar technique and, and style, so I wanted to learn that too. Yeah, it's definitely kind of like the in right now. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so tell me about your team. Um, my team is small team. Uh, for a long time, it was just me and Jonathan, just the two of us working mm -hmm. together. Um, I was mostly an administrator, but I also had my own sales. And then we decided to um, bring in a third person just a, as a purely administrative person, um, probably maybe closer to 10 years now. And um, so we've had a few administrators since then. Mm -hmm. uh, right now we have... Uh, two administrators and then one other agent that we brought in um, just recruited from another top team and um, so five people on the team right now mm -hmm. yep and what uh, areas do you guys primarily service we're all over the place I mean personally I I don't shy away from much I'll go all over the city I'm very familiar with the entire city mm -hmm. having grown up here so um, you know I live right here in Georgetown um, I grew up in Chevy Chase I lived down in Morgan for a while so you know, those three areas I'm super familiar with, but, you know, I've got business in, you know, right now in Trinidad, I've got business in Logan Circle. Uh, we have other high-end listings. We have one near Middleburg right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've sold houses in Potomac, Maryland. I mean, I, the list is, yeah. you know, it's, the, it's like all the areas in this entire city that you can think of, I've sold there. So. Yeah, so pretty much wherever you need him, he will be. That's right, that's right. <laughs> um, just for kind of a fun question, what is the craziest thing you've ever seen in a home? The craziest thing I've ever seen in a home. We have like some simple answers, but like some crazy answers. So you could go however you want. <laughs> um, wow. 
I mean, when I first started, the city was different. Okay? <laughs> so, the neighborhoods that are really popular now, where you'll find, you know, like, let's say, Bloomingdale, LaDroid Park, um, you know, is super popular. Mm -hmm. You know, you can buy a really nice townhouse in Bloomingdale right now, you know, in the, like, starting around a, a million, going up to, like, one and a half million, something like that. That's what those cost right now. Mm -hmm. Nice townhouse. Back in 2001, it was, you know, the neighborhood had not reached that point yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I was showing houses there that were like $90,000 at the time. That's oh what the goodness. townhouse cost back then. <laughs> and we went to one house that was like, you know, it was just uh, pit bull cages in the basement. And oh it was the real deal. You saw like, was it like a fighting dog type of scene? Or there was just like... They weren't fighting. I mean, okay. they were just like, you know, but it was... We're showing a house, you That's know, so and scary. they wanted this family who lived there wanted to sell their house. So yeah, did, yeah, you know, we've seen some fun things. Did your buyers buy? That buyer surprisingly didn't buy, and now you know it's one of those things where you look back on the market, you're like ninety thousand dollars, ninety thousand dollars. Think about that. <laughs> That's and like now a, they're like... That's like a Mercedes. How many million right now? Like one, one, one point three, one point five. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you could have bought the whole block. Yeah. Right? I mean, should have. That's real estate <laughs> for you though, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, kind of going on that, if yeah. I'm buying a home, what would you say would be the most uh, important thing that I would need to know? Well, I think that um, for buyers, it's keeping a grasp on their financial capability. Mm -hmm. Um Mortgage lenders, especially right now, because mortgage lenders, you know, have really, really inexpensive money in packages. Mm -hmm. It's um, trying to stay within reason of what's affordable and really honing that down and then being realistic about uh, what it is you can afford in any given market. If you, it's location is always an extremely important thing to a buyer. So find out what locations really suit you the best, find out what fits within the budget, and then be realistic. And then you know, when you're in the market, you're in the market. I mean, if you mm -hmm. if you want to buy something, there's usually something to work on and buy. That's great. Yeah. Um, don't be shy about being competitive. I mean, you know, we have to get on with our lives at some point. I mean, it's it's a tricky market sometimes. The most recently, it's been very competitive. Mm -hmm. Some of the market has slowed down right now. So there's opportunities out here. So you just have to be aware of what they are. Follow your realtor's advice and you know, give it your best shot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, kind of on the flip side, um, so if I'm a seller, what would you say would be the most important thing that I would need to prepare for? Always um, understand what's within your control as a seller. Uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, you have control over, hopefully you have control over how a house presents and shows to the public. Mm -hmm. If there's tenants in the property, sometimes it's not as easy. But if there's no tenants in the property, we like to always get our most bang for the buck um, when we're preparing things to sell. We always talk about, you know, painting, cleaning, decluttering houses, uh, small repairs, occasionally a significant repair. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, there's, uh, you know, you're kind of splitting dollars at that point. Mm -hmm. So it's really about taking, again, take, take the realtor's advice, you know, follow the best advice you can to get the house ready to show so you give yourself the best opportunity to sell. That's number one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, real estate agents have always, you know, their clients' best interest in mind. So it's really important to, you know, kind of follow their advice and, and that's what's going to help your house sell. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, we have great success with that. Mm -hmm. um, but everyone's different. Everyone's going through a different experience. Mm -hmm. um, different people want different things from their investment and their properties. So we have to work with all kinds of people and all kinds of different opportunities as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what the current market is like. How would I know when the best time to buy or sell would be? 
that's a, a very tricky question. The market ebbs and flows constantly. Um, and, you know, thanks to technology and uh, the speed of information, you know, the market can shift really quickly. A real estate market can shift within a few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing that a little bit right now. Um, you know, for time purposes, this is October of 2020. It's kind of an interesting time. Um, but uh, I would say, you know, for sellers, I can go with a simple answer. It, it depends on what your timing is. I mean, if you have the opportunity to uh, wait for the typical best market in mm -hmm. any given location, you know, for DC, it's typically springtime is a really popular time for the market. Things look better. People are, you know, coming out of their winter shell. Uh, flowers are out. Things just present better, and people have a, they're in a better mood to buy. That's a good mm -hmm. opportunity to sell. But that doesn't mean that you know that has to be the, your target because other people have that same idea. Mm -hmm. There's still good opportunities in the winter time too, when the market might be a, a little slower mm -hmm. and there's less inventory. That might be a good opportunity to get your property on the market and get it out the door. Yeah, absolutely. So. Would you say like, well, obviously this year is totally different totally from other different. years. Would you say that um, earlier this year would have been a better time to buy or sell or? Yeah, this market is, it was a little wild. I mean, in the first, right in March when everything was shutting down and people were trying to get their bearings and understand what was going on, mm -hmm. um, there wasn't much activity at all. Everyone was kind of concerned. Stock market was way down. Everyone's very unsure about things. And then me personally, my business, I was getting call after call soon after that. People wanting to you know, first time buyers, I had people wanting to, they, you know, their lives are moving on. Like we have a lease that's coming up. We need to move out of here. You know, there, it all happened at once. And the mm -hmm. flow was kind of easy. Actually, I didn't, I, there were, there weren't really any open houses that I had to do on weekends. Mm -hmm. So I had time to go spend with more buyers and take them on personal tours. So that was actually mm -hmm. very helpful to take yeah. my buyers personally to every property that I wanted them to see. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I had, I had, you know, a lot of buyers, this was a very common pandemic thing, um, looking for more space, mm -hmm. uh, looking for something that where they could have some kind of home office space along with their normal living space. And then there are certainly a lot of families that, you know, younger families, they want that, you know, the real house with the real yard. Mm -hmm. And this was definitely a time when people were kind of you know, jumping over themselves to get to that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, you know, are starting to work out at home. They want a space to work out. Oh, they yeah. want a place to work from home. They need more room just in general, so. Yeah, they want all those needs met because the normal course of life really shifted. And we really still don't know when, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, normal life is coming back. Yeah, is this you the know? normal? <laughs> is this it now? I mean, personally, in terms of like working out at home, I've had a Peloton for three years, so oh. I already knew that game. I am know? jealous. It's really, that was, I'm, I was telling people about it a long time ago. It yeah. just happened that that was like the greatest thing, you know, this entire time. Yeah. I can just like hop on that thing anytime and get a workout, so. Yeah, and now people know. are starting to buy them and you're like, see, I told you this yeah, whole no, time. They're awesome. That's literally, all my friends are like, okay, here's my screen name. I'm like, I need some. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I'm jealous. Um, actually, that's like the new trend in my office right now is people getting them, and I'm like, uh, um, maybe I'll wait a year. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Great product. Yeah, you know. they're awesome. Um, can you talk a little bit about how the market continuously affects the value of my home? Um, that's an interesting question, actually. I mean, the market, I'll give you an example for right now condo market downtown DC right now. Um, the earlier part of the year had a, you know, a healthy amount of inventory, but I wouldn't say like a ton of inventory in any given price range. Mm -hmm. Um, 
over the last 30 days, again, it's October 2020, we've had a, a you know, pretty decent increase in downtown condo inventory. Mm -hmm. That will immediately affect the value of a home. Yeah. Um, it's just, even if they're, the, if they're the same amount of buyers in the market and there's more inventory, it's a simple math equation. Mm -hmm. the, the market can't assimilate the product in this, at the same rate meaning sellers have to do other things to try to get their property out the door. Mm -hmm. um, the, the easiest one, the easiest thing you can do to change value perception is lower the price. Mm -hmm. So that's going to change the value. That's all there yeah. is to it. Are you seeing a trend in specific areas where there's more condos available or is it just DC as a whole? I mean, DC in general right now, um, you know, they've been building new condo product uh, all over downtown and downtown beyond like Navy Yard, et cetera, for uh, well over a decade now. So, you know, that entire swath of properties is there, there's just more, yeah, uh, more inventory at this current time. Mm -hmm. um, switching over to like fee simple uh, uh, single family houses, especially in the city, mm -hmm. very low inventory still, like maybe one or two new items a week in these certain locations that are super popular. Mm -hmm. And then most of those, if they're priced correctly, have multiple offers still. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, obviously with real estate, there's all of these different moving pieces. Um, you can tell just from, you know, talking to you and just if you know anything about real estate in general, what would be your favorite part of the real estate industry? My favorite part of the real estate industry is, uh, the flexibility. Um, personally as a salesperson and fortunate enough to have, you know, support staff so that I don't have to be tied to a desk all the time to, to take care of all the uh, intricacies of you know specific marketing or specific you know keeping track of all the contracts and everything although I do all of that too mm -hmm. um, but I have someone who is there to help with all that I'm free to move around and you know continually look at the market in person uh, meet with my clients and meet with new people all the time mm -hmm. and you know as exhausting as that can be because it's, it's you know there's a physical aspect to that it's it's a freedom that a lot of people have don't have in their jobs and I understand that mm -hmm. um, but I you know personally I literally just enjoy it I mean I that's what I enjoy doing I, I love going on my mini daily adventures <laughs> to go check out new properties and check on my own listings mm -hmm. take another video of a listing post it like that's what I like to do yeah so you like being out in the field yeah. more than kind of behind the scenes at a desk absolutely but I mean you know I also I'm I love doing social media and I, I love marketing as well mm -hmm. um, so you split time doing that, mm -hmm. but most of the time I, I like to spend in the field. Yeah, I, I definitely think any good realtor, especially, you know, hand in hand is the social media aspect, the marketing, and then, you know, out in the field kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, you'd be su maybe not surprised, but maybe surprised by how many real estate agents we work with that don't have social media. And I'm like, how do you market yourself? Well, I think, I mean, my, um, in conversations with uh, other you know, colleagues and agents mm -hmm. who don't have as much social media presence. Um, it's tech, it's a technology thing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, you know, when they come out with new social media platforms, there's new social media platforms. Like every couple of years, they've got another idea, mm -hmm. um, you know, like out with the old. Yeah. And like TikTok. TikTok. Where did that come from? <laughs> right. Exactly. It, like literally like took over all, immediately. And TikTok's really fun and exciting, actually. It's very uh, mm -hmm. addictive. And, you know, I, my only thing I would say is don't be shy of these new platforms. Mm -hmm. They're really kind of intuitive and user-friendly once you get a handle on them. Um, and you don't even have to overthink it. What I tell some of my colleagues is, 
they're like, what do I post and what do I write or what do I take photos of? I'm like, just post. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter too much. I mean, you don't want it to look janky or something, yeah. but, but the platforms, like everything is so high tech. It, it almost like, you know, if you have an iPhone uh -huh. and you have Instagram, it's hard to make it look bad. Yeah, right? especially in this area, like you're in such a beautiful area and there's so many things going on every single day. Like yeah. even if it's not like just a picture of a house, it could be something going on in DC and be like, join this awesome community, you know, it yeah. could be anything. And I'm not, you know, I'm not an insider or anything, but I mean, the algorithms for Instagram, I mean, just posting pictures of yourself, you know, putting yourself in the place, your family your mm -hmm. friends doing things, you know, the algorithm loves that. They, you know, they put that stuff to the front. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we're out here with properties. We have, you know, super high resolution images and just a, a you know, a great library of stuff. So just put mm -hmm. it out there. Let people see it. It doesn't have to be such a specific targeted idea even like, oh, this, I have this new listing. I'm posting it now because it's on the market. It doesn't even have to be like that. You can just post a picture that you enjoy and just say a, something brief about what it is you, yeah. it, it doesn't even matter. It's, yeah. You can just enjoy it. Be creative. You can post a picture of food and people love that. They love it. They love it. <laughs> um, so do you prefer working with buyers or sellers? Well, you know, the old uh, traditional adage is like working with sellers is that's really what you want to be doing as a realtor. Mm -hmm. um, Work, seller typically once they're motivated enough to start to prepare a property to sell it um price it go through all of that it's a lot of work usually um the motivation is higher on the sell side typically to get mm -hmm. that deal done um buyers you know they can change their minds mm -hmm. um new information comes up all the time um it's usually it's usually a little more work intensive to work with a buyer to mm -hmm. be honest but I really enjoy working with buyers because that's part of the adventure aspect of being out there in the, in the world and seeing this whole market. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I like to think that my experience and, you know, leads to a, you know, a level of expertise where I can, I'm with these buyers. I've seen enough product and I've seen like, especially with the con, let's take condo product again, condo product in DC has evolved exponentially beyond in the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't a ton of condo product to even talk about 15 years ago. Now there's, give me any variety. You got loft style, you've got traditional style, you know, townhouse conversions, high rise amenities, no amenities. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've been in the business that long, you've seen a lot of this. So you, you can speak to that. You can speak to the knowledge of each building, mm -hmm. how the buildings have aged, what problems some of these buildings have had. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that makes the buying adventure a little bit easier. Yeah. Just know? a little curious. Um, cause you know, you keep going back to the condos. Mm -hmm. Um, why do you think condos are so popular in this area? Well, it's, it, that comes back to the affordability and price. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to be in an urban location with urban convenience and the excitement of being, you know, in a city, uh, diversity, restaurants, culture, hopefully when we can have all those things back, <laughs> um, you know, that's what living in a city is all about. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, we squeeze them in, you know, you gotta, yeah. it's like there aren't enough single family houses to go around. And quite honestly, the price of the single family houses downtown is prohibitively expensive for most, I mean, the vast majority of people. So mm -hmm. that's what it is with condos yeah. and, you know, different condos, people, different, different people, but it really still almost always boils down to location. Like very, it's very specific. Like what is this block that I'm on? What is it right near? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do my friends live near here? What do I know about it? So 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Would you say that condos right now are more popular than like row houses and single family homes and things? Well, it's no, I still think it's the single family at this point. Okay. Even the row houses, um, mm -hmm. people still are at this point like really want more a little more space and they mm -hmm. want that full package. Yeah. And um, the flexibility of, you know. If it's a small family, they certainly want to have the flexibility of maybe some different floor locations to get some privacy here and there, mm -hmm. um, different rooms for different things. That is that is more in trend now, but it's it's kind of the same thing with condos too. I mean, we have, like I said, you know, there are loft style condos in the city. Um, I'd say the trend is still to more, more towards like even if it's just a one bedroom, maybe it's a one bedroom in a den, so you just have some kind of separate mm -hmm. extra space. So. I mean, yeah. Yeah. More space and more diversity of space. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so let's kind of switch gears here and talk about a really challenging time for you and how you overcame it. And that can be professionally or personally. You know, growing up in the city and just the, the way I grew up, you know, I like I led a pretty adventurous party lifestyle, you know, when I was a younger person. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, in, into my young adulthood, that kind of like carried over. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I was still working and I was very busy and, you know, relatively successful, I would say. But, you know, over time, like the like nightlife lifestyle that I was that I was leading was just it just mm -hmm. caught up with me. So, I, you know, I'd call that the biggest challenge in my life was just moving past that. I've, I've been sober for over seven years now. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and it's just I, I attribute a lot of my success now to that. Mm -hmm. And it's not simply because. <clears throat> your sobriety it's, it's, yeah it's not a one-to-one -one ratio it's like well now i'm sober so i'm better at x mm -hmm. it's it's more like um i just find it like my energy levels are more even my moods are more even mm -hmm. and i I, en I enjoy everything better mm -hmm. literally everything better yeah including my my job and and my clients and it's it all works better for me that way so that but it, it wasn't not challenging to get to this point mm -hmm. because that was fun. You know, the, there was, there were good times there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's not, not coming back. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, well, my next question for you is kind of, you know, what's an achievement that you're really proud of? Would you say that that would be your proudest achievement is becoming sober? Yeah. I mean, I don't really think of it. Um, I, sure. I mean, I, I can celebrate that fact. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, my life is my life. I'm just, I'm just doing things the way that I know how to do them, yeah. I guess. And every, you know, day is like a, another learning experience and mm -hmm. a growth experience. So, you know, here's where I am now. Yeah. Um, and I don't really think of that as like, it, it doesn't feel like success. It just feels like it, it just is, mm -hmm. so to speak. I yeah, guess, you know. absolutely. Um, so tell me something that most people don't know about you. Do you have any hobbies or fun facts? Well, um, I mean, I feel like I'm still a pretty solid musician. Yeah. You know, I can hold my own. So. Hey, some... that, is a, that is a great fun fact because, you know, I don't know many people who, you know, went to school for music and are still actively doing music. So it's great. I mean, it's, um, it's something that's still, you know, I hold very dear and close to, to you know, myself with mm -hmm. uh, the practice of you know, getting better on the instrument all the time sitting and practicing and meditating on something as simple as like a scale or a chord, you know, or, mm -hmm. a, you know, learning a solo or something. Um, and recently when I got back into performing, that was, that was tough. I mean, mm -hmm. I hadn't really performed live in years and I was a nervous wreck all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
until like you know take you know you get back into the groove of things and and then a year later it feels like you know awesome yeah and um but then you know just it's one of those things that because a lot of the performances are late at night you know you get burnt mm-hmm. out on it yeah so that's why I kind of stepped back from that but that you know that is one thing that when people find out find that out about me they're like well how did like wait what why didn't why are you in real estate and I mean the simple answer is you know being a professional musician, like a real musician that plays actual music live, or you know, you have a, a few uh, avenues of profession for that. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I was really young, I just didn't that none of it seemed to make any sense. I'm like, why would I want to move to New York and be poor? It just, you know what I mean? <laughs> I had yeah, other I friends who were doing that, and it's like all good for yeah. them, but it just wasn't something I saw for myself. Yeah, with your guitar case open on the side of the road, kind of situation. And I mean, look, yeah. that's like if you go to Nashville. Oh, and this I is another Nashville. thing. If you go to Nashville and you see guys, you know, buskering mm-hmm. on the street there, you've got like 10-year-old kids who can outplay me. So there's that too. It's like, so what am I, you know, yeah. like, what's, what's in it for me? It's like, yeah. Well, those are prodigies. Well, but... you know? well, they're popular. I'll tell you. Um, so you perform with, I'm assuming, a group or are you a solo artist? I'm, right now I'm not, I'm, yeah, not actively uh, performing at all. But my last group was a, was a some guys just doing like we were doing country western covers and we were doing all right i mean we had we had gigs like up to five nights a week i Mm -hmm. mean we actually made money playing music yeah um and you know like i said it was just so the the late night thing and then you know after our latest late night gig like an adams morgan on wednesday nights on thursday i just felt like a shell of a human being i was like i can't i don't know how many how many months i can do this you're like is it the weekend yeah yeah right (laughs) Um, are you currently reading any books or listening to any podcasts? How do you gain your knowledge? I listen to, um, I'm back into listening to audiobooks right now because I'm in the car a lot and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I switch between podcasts and audiobooks quite a bit. Um, right now, um, it's probably, I'm probably a little late to the game on it, but Sell It Like Sirhant by Ryan Sirhant, mm-hmm. super popular, uh, broker from New York. Um, just good real estate stories and, you know, legit real estate knowledge and um positive mm-hmm. thinking stuff that i really enjoy there yeah um podcast wise uh i listen to marketplace every day it's a it's probably a good and bad habit mm-hmm. i'm still i'm obsessed with the stock market and markets in general and so i listen to marketplace every day as like sort of my catch-up thing mm-hmm. um sometimes it's a little too touchy-feely you know, in terms of the stories mm-hmm. they provide but it it gives a good overview of what's going on in the economy. They bring economists on, so that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm uh, sometimes masters in business with Barry Ritholtz mm-hmm. and um, Planet Money. You know, stuff about money and finance. Yeah, that's what I like the most. Yeah, kind of self help, but also yeah. helping you in your career. Totally. Obviously, you listen to you know your country western music too. On the I side. still listen to country <laughs> western music. In fact, I was listening to um, some Waylon Jennings the other day. Um, one of my favorite steel guitar players, Buddy Emmons. Um, you know, Steve Earle, uh-huh. uh, and I'm in like a year ago, I was obsessed with, I got, this is, you know, not country Western, but I was obsessed with Bruce Springsteen. So oh, sometimes, gosh. sometimes like, sometimes <laughs> when I'm having, you know, kind of a mediocre day or the stock market's down, uh-huh. I just say no more news. It's just Bruce Springsteen all day. Yeah. There you go. Literally. That's a pick me up. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite musician of all time? Wow. Weird question. Um, for a musician, that's a tough question. <laughs> I'm not I saying, I'm, I'm, like not, I'm not like, that's not, I'm not like, no judgment. I'm just saying it's a tough question for a musician. You're going to unroll your list in a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's all, I think it's about influence, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away recently. Yes. So 
you know, when a, when a great musician passes away, you get, you have this moment where you go back and revisit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, truthfully, like, Eddie Van Halen is one of the, like, seriously one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Yeah. And it's almost a cliche. It's like, of course, Van Halen. <laughs> but he's, like, he's way up there. So we'll, we'll yeah. go with Eddie this week. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, right after he passed away, I bought, like, four vinyls of his. Because I'm like, these are so valuable. Like, not that they weren't valuable before, but, like, one of these days, like, there's, it's going to be more valuable than it well, ever was. I mean, I, I just hope that, you know, young people, music, music's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I heard guitar is actually coming back into fashion because, you know, during the pandemic, people are at home. They're like, well, I have time to actually sit down and play this yeah. thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, I hope that, you know, younger people go back and, you know, listen to some of that, that music, that mm-hmm. real, real music played by real musicians through real instruments and real amplifiers. I mean, it was, yeah. it's a pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're obviously, you know, a educated musician. So that's like a really big thing. I feel like for you to say, to everybody listening to go listen to Eddie Van Halen. Go listen to Van Halen. <laughs> Crank it up. Um, what, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, you know, this is, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's my career. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel, you know, it's only gotten better. So I, I, I feel like I'll be right here. Maybe not in this exact office that we're sitting in right now, uh-huh. um, but definitely with the same company, same group. Um, I've just I've loved working with them, especially Jonathan, for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a great team right now, and um, you know this is the city that I know, and these are the these are the people I know. These are my clients, and mm-hmm. that's what I love doing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important too. Um, let's say I'm your next prospective client. Why should I call you? Um, well, I just. I like to think that I give the I give top level customer service. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very detail oriented just by nature, and I'm always out here um, following up. It's one of my key things. I'm always following up on things. I'm always giving updates to all of my sellers. You know, sometimes like as, as I mentioned, the market ebbs and flows. So you know, we we like to keep everyone in front of us and um, not let things slip through the cracks. So just mm-hmm. staying in constant communication. Is a, is a really important thing. Um, we have the support of, you know, some excellent people here as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while I'm engaged in many multiple different things all throughout the day, uh, there's always someone to call. There's mm-hmm. always, you know, someone to bring, give you support, answer your questions like at a very high professional level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, you know, being a realtor, um, when you're working with clients, buyers and sellers, it's, uh, you, again, you're working with a lot of people, but, mm-hmm. I, I know that the clients don't always understand that. They, they are most concerned, obviously, about what is the business that's going on in their lives. And I really mm-hmm. fully appreciate that as well because I feel that way when I'm in, that when I'm in the client position. Mm-hmm. So I, we aim to only give the most personal and top-level client experience. Yeah. I, I can't stress that enough. And I, I put my clients and my customers like first mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really important to, like you were saying, you know, if you're not available, somebody will be available to answer yeah, all of your questions. Yeah, we're here. And like, we're not going to, we're not missing anything, you mm-hmm. know, and there's all, and there's, there's always these little things in every real estate deal where, you know, just one little thing, like, where's this key? Like the littlest, simplest things. And those details are extremely important to us. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, so tell everybody how they can reach you. Uh, that could be phone number, email, social media, etc. Um, I can be reached. Uh, my cell phone number is 202-669-7406. Uh, 
easiest email for me is max at maxwellraven.com. Um, my website is maxwellraven.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at ravenmax, R-A-B-I-N-M-A-X. Um, easy to find on Facebook. There's not too many Maxwell Ravens out there. Um, those are all the easiest ways to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Max. It was really great, you know, sharing your story, learning a little bit about you, and hopefully um, everybody can find this valuable. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. All the best. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.